बाइबल ट्रेशर्स टॉपिक 18 सौरो वेलकम टू द साउंड डॉक्टर टेलीकास्ट प्राइस गॉड फॉर ऑल द करेक्टिव टीचिंग वी रिसीव थ्रू दिस सीरीज ऑफ टॉक्स द सब्जेक्ट वी आर कंसीडरिंग ड्यूरिंग द लास्ट 8 वीक्स हैज बीन सौरो Beloved, there are various word pictures for the word sorrow in different different languages. The Anglo-Saxon word for worry is descriptive of a wolf that seizes the sheep and strangles all the vitality out of it. How true and how real! Yes, wrong handling of sorrow. will add sorrow to sorrow it is like the quicksand phenomenon hence our topic is how not to sorrow so far we have studied eight lessons lesson number 1 do not dream of happy times always lesson number 2 do not deny the feelings of sorrow and lesson number 3 do not be immersed in worldly sorrow lesson number 4 do not despise god's chastisement lesson number 5 do not be afraid of men and lesson number 6 do not sink in self pity and lesson number 7 do not slacken spiritual exercises last week we studied lesson number 8 do not be puzzled by unsolved problems today we will move on to lesson number 9 how not to sorrow Do not ever contemplate suicide. Do not ever contemplate suicide. Beloved, when we are overwhelmed with sorrow and we do not know how to handle it, there is always a tendency to quit. And suicide seems to be the ultimate answer. but let us see how foolish and futile such a thought is when man is not able to overcome sorrow he tries various means of finding happiness and satisfaction let's look at some of them and analyze them For example in order to overcome sorrow he tries to amass lots of wealth but actually that will make matters worse that's what we read in 1st Timothy 6th chapter and the 10th verse the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows man thinks by amassing of wealth he can overcome sorrow but the bible says by doing so he is actually piercing himself further with many sorrows it is like a prolonged suicide 
Beloved, we want to tell you, money is like sea water. The more you drink it, the thirstier you become. Next man tries revelry or merrymaking as a way out of his sorrow. Now that also makes him feel miserable. That's what we read in book of Proverbs 14th chapter. Look at the 13th verse. Even in laughter the heart may sorrow and the end of mirth may be only grief. In order to escape sorrow, man tries revelry, but the end of revelry is only grief for his mind. Then some people try liquor. And what happens? That also leads them to woe and sorrow. That's what we read in book of Proverbs 23rd chapter. Read from verse 29. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contention? Who has complaints? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long at the wine and those who go in search of mixed wine. To start with it may look sparkling and very attractive. But what is the end of it? Look at verse 32. At the last it bites like a serpent and it stings like a viper. So in order to escape sorrow, man tries to drink some liquor. That also makes him more and more miserable. Some people try to take sleeping tablets, tranquilizers, and they try to sleep off to overcome their sorrow. Now that again will leave them in misery. Turn with us to book of Job 7th chapter. Read from the 13th words. When I say my bed will comfort me, my couch will ease my complaint, then you scare me with dreams and terrify me with visions. So that my soul chooses strangling and death rather than my body. I loathe my life, I would not live forever. So even trying to take tranquilizers and go on long spells of sleep, that's not going to help you out of sorrow. Well, I've heard all these things King Solomon tried in his lifetime. When you find time, go through the entire chapter of book of Ecclesiastes and second chapter. What all he tried to escape sorrow? In the third words he tried wine. And from verses 4 to 6 he tried various works and activities. And from verses 7 to 8 we find he was trying wealth after wealth. And in the tenth words we read he went after the lust of the eyes he tried women. Now, where did it ultimately lead him to? Look at the 17th words. Therefore I hated life, because the work that was done under the sun was grievous to me, and all is vanity and grasping for the wind. 
Beloved, this is very much true of our country, isn't it? Take for example the city of Bangalore. That is called the garden city of India. And that is called the electronic city of India. But do you know that Bangalore is the suicide capital of India also? Let us point out another example. Men usually enjoy pleasures more than women. But what happens? Suicide rate is much higher among men than among women. And very sadly that happens during the best part of their life. One statistic says suicide is highest in the age group of 15 to 45. It is less after 45 up to 60. And after 60 it is still less. And before 14th year it is still much less. In other words, when man thinks that that is the best part of his life, it is during that time most of the suicides are committed. Beloved, temptation to end one's life is not that uncommon. That has been there even among godly men. Take for example Prophet Elijah. He had a great victory on Mount Carmel. And then he had a threat from Jezebel for his life. And what do we read in 1 Kings 19th chapter? Look at the third and the fourth verses. When he saw that he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. And he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die. And he said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life. I am no better than my father. Elijah is not an isolated example. He even come to the righteous man, Job. Look at his seventh chapter. I will read the fifteenth words. My soul chooses strangling and death rather than my body. Same was true of Psalmist David also. Look at Psalm 55. From verse 4 onwards, see how he is pouring out his genuine feeling. My heart is severely pained within me and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fullness and trembling have come upon me and horror has overwhelmed me. What did he say? I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. You see, all these great men of God, they also had times when they thought perhaps they should end their lives. But one thing, beloved, we should understand, suicide is never God's perfect will for anyone. The biblical examples of suicide have all been that of backsliders. Samson committed suicide when he had backslidden. King Saul committed suicide when he had backslidden. Judas Iscariot committed suicide when he backslidden. 
A woman suggested suicide to her husband. That was Mrs. Job and the Bible calls her a foolish woman. Now come with us to the book of Matthew 17th chapter and we are going to show you how the suicidal tendency is actually demonic. Here is a father bringing his son to Jesus. Matthew 17 and verse 15. What's the complaint? He said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. Who was responsible to make this attempt to fall into fire and fall into water? Look at the 18th verse, we have the answer. Jesus rebuked the demon and he came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. So the suicidal tendency is demonic. And demons make even animals to commit suicide. There was a man who was possessed with many demons and his name was Legion because many demons had occupied him. Jesus drove away those demons from him. And what did these demons say? The demons, look at the 33rd verse, they went out of the man and entered the swine and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. Are you not very clear now that suicidal tendency is always demonic? It is not from God. Okay, how to overcome these suicidal tendencies? Beloved, reach out to someone for help. Suicide does not generally happen at the spur of a moment. Thought would have been brewing inside that man for quite some time. And you should nip it at the bird. Share it with the trusted friends. You know, there is a solution there. Turn with us to the book of Proverbs 12th chapter. And look at the 25th verse. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. So when you share your depressing thoughts uh, leading to suicide to a trusted friend, when a good word comes from that friend, you know, you get uplifted. And beloved, it is also necessary that you seek some professional counseling. Medicine is not opposed to prayer and faith. In the same way, psychiatric help is not opposed to the Bible. In some families, there is a history of suicides. In such instances, professional help is a must. There is secular counseling and there is also biblical counseling. Generally, believers will benefit more from the latter one. Number two, renew your faith in God. You know, there will be a repetition of the question that comes in your mind. Why is God? Why is God? Why is God? It may come from within. That's what we read in Psalm 22 and verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? So such a question can come within you. Where is God? 
And that question may also come from other people. Look at Psalm 42 and the third words. My tears have been my food day and night while they continually say to me, Where is your God? And again there will be a lot of enemies who will be asking and putting that question in our hearts. Same Psalm, look at the tenth words. As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? When a, such a question comes to you again and again, leave the promises of God. What God has told you in the light, don't doubt it in the dark. For example, turn with us to Isaiah 49th chapter. Read from the 14th verse. Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me and my Lord has forgotten me. But here comes God with a challenging question. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hand and your walls are continuously before me. Beloved, even if your family people forsake you, God will not. What do we read in Psalm 27 and the 10th words? Though my father and mother may forsake me, the Lord will not. Another reason why we get into depressing thoughts and trying to commit suicide is that we think that we have committed an unpardonable sin. Beloved, we want to tell you there is no sin that cannot be forgiven by God. There is no sin that cannot be washed by the blood of Jesus. Both Peter and Judas, they committed sin against Jesus. Peter's sin was more grievous than the sin of Judas Iscariot. But Peter returned to Jesus and he was restored. But Judas, he condemned himself and he hanged himself. David the psalmist, he confessed like this. My times are in your hand, O God. Yes, beloved, our times are in the hands of God. Therefore, beloved, never ever contemplate suicide. God bless you.